Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, September 10th, 2023, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Now Mind You podcast. This is, of course, episode 82, Combat. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. Bryce is not with us. Low energy, but I get it. Bryce is not with us. Uh, he had a scheduling conflict, but Damn. he should be back. <laughs> he should be back. <laughs> no, because the way he says it. Man. What kind of schedule a conflict? Like <laughs> that makes it sound like Bryce died. <laughs> yeah, Bryce is not with us. He had Bryce a schedule. Not like, with us. Well, we'll see well, him at the well, crossroads. He had a conflict <laughs> schedule with heaven. <laughs> he had a meeting with the Grim Reaper. Didn't line up with the with the podcast. <laughs> Bryce should be back next week. Uh, in terms of announcements. We're, we're really just going to be co- uh, covering UFC 293, Adesanya versus Strickland, that took place in Sydney, Australia, Australia, uh, as uh, last wise. night, as of this this recording, right? Um, as far as announcements go or whatever with regards to UFC 293, Laura Sanko killed it on the commentary. Uh, first woman, I believe, at least in the UFC, to be on the pay-per-view to, to to do some commentary. And I really like what she does with like DC and Anik, but also when she's with Felder and Fitzgerald, like she's she can and even uh with Bisping, she kills the commentary. Um and she knows her shit. And uh let's see, UFC 293, the main card, what we have, we had Pedro versus Turkali, and we I think we covered Turkali's debut in the UFC too. Uh Tafa versus Lane, that was a heavyweight. Uh then we had Cap versus Dos Santos at flyweight. Then we had Tuivasa versus Volkov for the co-main at heavy. Then, of course, we had Adesanya versus Strickland for the main event at middleweight. This was a championship. Yeah, so some fights happened this shit. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Overall thoughts. Spoiler. This card was insane from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I feel like anytime you have Same. Australia or New Zealand on the card, just expect violence of the highest caliber. Um, for what it's they worth. should do a they should do a New Zealand they should do like a Samoans versus Mexicans. I feel like that might be controversial for the wrong reasons. You're right. <laughs> I, I, I right. Like, you know so, where my heart is in this scenario though right like, right i'm just, I'm just like i'm just like hey <laughs> yeah 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 it's like i've always thought like i've always wanted to do like countries versus countries and shit yeah. like just like but it's like nah that's just it'll get too out of hand yeah it'll get too out of hand like yeah somebody somebody's gonna say something out of pocket and it's just gonna have really bad it's like china versus sweden like let's see what happens and it's like <laughs> right all right oh they racist racist uh right uh, find out about some people you find out some <laughs> shit about people you knew gotta take their poster off your wall <laughs> like, oh boy <laughs> damn uh, uh that uh listen the first two fights we can handle this in less than five minutes. Let me take a sit to Pedro versus Tricali. Yeah, Tyson Pedro versus Anton Pleasureman. <laughs> you like that, didn't you? Versus I hate this guy. Anton Pleasureman Tricali, right? Uh, fun fact about Tricali. Well, actually, for both these guys, we covered Pedro when he came back from his layoff, and we covered Tricali's debut versus Jalton Almeida, right? So this is at light heavy. Uh, Tricali calls himself a pleasure man, but I'm going to just get right into it. 
Is it pleasure because he likes getting hurt and knocked out? Oh my I don't God. know. But the data is suggesting that that might be what it is. Uh, look, the Tyson Pedro, Tyson Pedro, he he hurt this man, dude. Like, here here's the thing. Turkali, like most fighters before they get got uh, and sent to the Shadow Realm, he had the right idea. He was putting okay. the pressure on Pedro early. The difference in power was made evident very early on in the fight. Because after, you know, a few kicks here and there, a few punches from Turkali, some clinch-up battles, all that took was one right hand from Pedro to change the momentum. Then a series of right hands to put Turkali on skates. And then a last right hand to just end him. He was gone before he hit the canvas. And to me, it was like, the samurai finish celebration that with the invisible katana that was unnecessarily cool. I don't. Hey, I, was like, I put really that fucking liked it. I was like, yeah, that yeah, that was, fire. Was, that was that dope. shit was fire. That was dope. Uh, what'd you think overall for that fight? It was. I was like, I hope he rehearsed that motherfucking. Uh, it was too clean. That celebration because that shit was crazy. Yeah, I, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah, yeah it was clean. Um, like for for as much as I can actually say about the fight, you know, uh, he just couldn't miss with that right hand, man. Mm-mm. Once he was, once he came to the realization, like, oh damn, my right hand will not miss this guy. That it was, he literally he just, hit him with four of them in a row. Yeah, yeah he did it. four in a row. I was like, bro, is have you had enough? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes. Yes, I would like to. Not die, please. Referee? No? Okay. Well, consciousness? All right. Um, yeah, man. So he just went on to get dude out of there. He listen. Tyson Pedro. Tyson Pedro. <laughs> you know why he there. Yeah. Now, first of all, and I, I mean this respectfully. None of these, none of these New Zealand, Sydney, Samoa, none of these guys are here for no five round fight. And I don't mean that in the sense that they're not training. I'm just saying it's it's not going to happen, man. That's not what they there for. Tyson Pedro is not there. God damn it, you got me saying this shit now. Like, <laughs> it's killing me killed yeah. for bro. Yeah. Um, Mark Hunt walked so they could run. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, speaking of Mark Hunt and, and this card specifically, I saw a video before this guy was in the UFC of fucking Tai Tuivasa. Oh, yeah. You mentioned this all the time. At, yeah. Bro, because he <laughs> wasn't insane. signed to the UFC yet. Yeah. yeah. And like, if you could have seen this combination that he lit off on Tai Tuivasa with no headgear, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Because I remember watching that that countdown or that twenty or that motherfucking embedded or whichever it was, mm-hmm. and I just remember again. This is before Ty Tuivasa hit sign. I was just like Jesus. I was like, why did Mark Hunt do that to that guy? I was like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> what did he do to him? <laughs> what did he do to bro, make it, think of that? <laughs> bro, it was like a double uppercut, hook to the body, hook to the head, right hand to the head. Like, <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> and it's Mark Hunt. So it's like, shit you ain't know, pickle. It's just gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, this man just, you know, it ain't nothing but killing his system. <laughs> There's no or be killed. No, just kill. Just kill. What <laughs> uh, shit? You want to take us into the next one? Uh, Tampa versus Lane, where we have another Bro. another man with indigenous blood. So we Go gonna ahead. go. We gonna go again. Indigenous folks, we put they put another one up, up on the board, bro. Mm-hmm. They put numbers up on the board. Shout out Pusha T. Now, <laughs> Justin Taffa is fighting Austin Lane in a rematch, mm-hmm. right? They fought back in June, uh, earlier this year, June twenty fourth. They was mm-hmm. on uh the, the ABC card, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You are correct. You are correct. Yep. <laughs> and the fight ended because of like a ugly eye poke. I thought the eye was gone. Yeah, that like it was Justin Taffa. It was it was an eye poke that ended the fight. Then Justin Taffa was still trying to like fight. And the doctor was like, dude, you can't see. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I know. But like, it's like, nah, man, that's just not how it works. Like, I don't know. It was one of those things where you seen a fight. You see a fighter literally like have to relent to the fact that, you know, they can't fight when they want to. Um. And you turn it on the other end, you know, uh, it ends up being a no contest. He gets the rematch. And then, like, the same thing happens at damn near the same mark mm-hmm. point in the fight, like 30 seconds in, another mm-hmm. eye poke. Now, interestingly enough, I did a little research on Austin Lane. Austin Lane is actually a former NFL player. This is correct. Yep. Um, Played on four different teams, Chicago Bears included. He's actually an Evanston native. Um, the heavyweights are very interesting to me because they come in all types. They come in all types, all shapes and sizes. And both of these, you have both guys that are two sixty five standing in that ring. Yeah, but one of them is six feet, and the other one is six six. Yeah, but like, like literally towering over the the top of the cage. Yeah, but. Then once you see them face off, it's like, oh, this guy's just taller than him. He's not even bigger than him. He's yeah. only <laughs> taller than him. Yeah. Um, at any rate, uh, Austin Lane, like I said, Evanston native, uh, made his, you know, he made his run through the amateur circuit for a little while, uh, attempted to get on through the contender series back in 2018. And uh, unfortunately, he uh, was a victim of Greg Hardy. Uh, during his run on the contender series, <laughs> Greg Hardy is crazy, but I get it. Hey, a victim of Greg Hardy's run on the contender <laughs> series, I, that's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like also. All right, anyway. <laughs> so, after that, he went back on uh went back on like the local scene. Uh, and he ends up getting another shot on the contender series, and he was able to pull this one off, uh, getting the TKO victory over Richard Jacoby. And that fight with Justin Taffa that we mentioned previously was also his UFC debut. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, when they got a chance to run it back, this did not go better for him. Um, Justin Taffa is poked in the eye about 30 seconds in. Everybody is obviously nervous, and then uh, it, it mostly just comes from the style just that uh, Austin Lane has with a lot of that kind of 
poking his punches out instead of sitting down on certain shots and reaching and pushing off. And, you know, he just ended right. up poking him an eye on that. It's, it's like how he d- manages distance. It's it, John Jones is notorious for that, too, low-key. Yeah, exactly. It's just a distance management thing. He accidentally yeah. pokes him in the eye. Yeah. Justin Thompson obviously did not like this, and he hits this dude with a left hook that oh sends God. him to space. Oh, my God. Um, And he drops down, knee on belly, and just left hook, right hook, left hook, right hook. <laughs> Motherfucking <laughs> Friday, uh, uh, fucking assess the fight pattern. It's left, right, left, right. <laughs> That's what's happening. You getting binged on. That's what went down. <laughs> that was that, man. That was the end of the fight. It was the first round. A minute, 22 seconds in. Justin Taffa wins via, uh, via TKO. So I'm passing to you, TJ. I don't know if you have anything you need or want to add. All I'm going to say is he was pissed that he didn't get the fight bonus because he walked off to do a walk-off knockout. And this time he's like, no, they're going to have to pull me off, which is what happened. And I believe he got a performance of the night bonus uh, (laughs) at the expense of Austin Lane's life, apparently. That's all I got. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was, again, you take Tyson Pedro, take Justin Taffa, but but I mean I'm actually okay. This is a weird thing to say, but I know you can relate to this, Matt. Mm-hmm. I was really happy that they put their opponents away so fast. I was like, cool, we won't have to stay up crazy late, <laughs> bro. I am not gonna lie to you. <laughs> that shit, that was everything, bro. Right, I think that that's was also why everything I love it. for me last night. I think that's why I also love when we get like Australia cards or like a bunch of Australian fighters on a card because like you know they you're, you're gonna be here with a good time, not a long time. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, they put people away, they put up numbers. Uh, yeah, but no, that like fuck, that was Austin Lane. This is not the end of your career. It's literally just the beginning. You'll you'll bounce back, but Justin Taffa, man. And again, I know we mention this every time, but he's got a sibling in the same division. Junior What's Taffa. that going to look like? <laughs> like? Ain't nothing junior about Junior Taffa. Too. Ain't like, nothing junior like, about like, Junior Taffa. Like, like. Anyway, let's go into uh, Cop versus Dos Santos. I'm going to say it like this. Manel Cop can fucking fight. Uh, I'm going to also say... Felipe Dos Santos can fucking fight and has a chin. Uh, to borrow a saying from Matt, next UFC game, they put uh, Felipe Dos Santos in there, put like a 99 on his chin because uh, he was eating some shots, but he was also given as good as he got. That being said, I want to say Manel Cop was a little bit faster overall than Dos Santos. Uh, and this is flyweight too, so you already know they're on 10 when it comes to speed, but Manel was on something else. All that to say this, though. A really good performance was essentially marred by the use of a terrible slur in the Octagon interview right after the win declaration. So it's like, I feel like people are going to forget about the performance. I think I think uh, Felipe Dos Santos' stock is going to go up, even though he lost. But I feel like Manel's performance is going to be overshadowed by him kind of destroying it. Uh, I'm not even going to make any excuses for it. It's like, come on, dog. 
but I will say it was hilarious to see how fast DC cut this dude's mic off and just was like gone. Uh, I haven't seen him move like that since he was champ. <laughs> Damn. That, that, that was hilarious. Say he was very quick. <laughs> Bro, he was just like, Get off me and dip. Like, just turn, just like, lost pivot. your mic privileges. Up, up, not see. Nah, bro, I got a collar now, bro. I can't be out here. It's like, no, man, I got that ESPN see, sometime money. Sometimes you give people an inch and they take a mile. <laughs> uh, but that's all I had to say, Matt. You had anything you want to add? Um, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, uh the controversy, contra, you know, the controversial things that he said aside. Manuel Cape has had a pretty interesting and quietly a really good career since he's debuted in the UFC. Hmm. I'm pretty sure we've covered his whole career. Um, but I was looking at this last night, right? Mm-hmm. And just 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 follow me for a second on mm-hmm. Manuel Cape crazy ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, bro, he was wild on last night. Like, he, I don't mean no disrespect to him. No, but you're like, not you're telling the you truth. Was he was fucking tripping. Um, this guy, first of all, comes from Ryzen. Um, he, you know, took Kyochi Horaguchi to his limit up until he, you know, eventually he succumbed to a submission. But trust me, if you see that fight, he pushed him, beat Ian McCall. Um, you know, he's fought a real interesting set of people since he's been in the UFC. His very first fight, he fought Pantoja. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I you look at the way that he moves, you look at the way that he fights, you look at the people that he's calling out, and kind of just the way that that division shifts. And when I look at his footwork, his hand speed, his power, um, and just his style overall, I don't like that matchup for uh, our guy Kai Carl France. I don't like it. Uh-huh. You know, I know that he's been calling him out. I I don't know exactly. Um, I don't know exactly what the issue between the two of them is. Um, but what I will say is, I know that he's been calling him out, and I am not sure how how that will go. Right. But that's my only thoughts I had to add on that. Yeah, I feel like once he gets out of uh mandatory remediation school um i think i think he'll be good to go but he's got to do school and probably some type of community service uh (laughs) joking aside he he the joke aside laughs his p he either needs to hire a pr firm or, or some man like Maybe we just, maybe for certain fighters, we just don't let them talk in the octagon. Let them cool off a little bit first. Because uh, that, that adrenaline, testosterone is just different, bro. I'm not making excuses for it. I'm just saying, like, maybe it was something preventable. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, take us into Comain, please. Oof. Yeah, I know. So- this wasn't an easy one either. This was a tough one. Our co-main event, we had Tai Tuivasa versus Alexander Volkov. Um, this I'm gonna be honest with you though, it, both on paper and actually just watching it. This fight I felt delivered. Yeah. Um Tai Tuivasa 
has been has had a really up and down career in the UFC. Um, but the one thing, despite the fact I literally did just say up and down, he the one thing that has been a consistent or a constant uh with Tatui Vasa is he's must see TV. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch the fight. You gotta see him fight. You know, despite no matter who he is, who he's fighting, who he's up against, you want to see who he's gonna fight. You want to see how he's gonna do. I mean, yeah. he dropped surreal gone. Yeah, you know, he went toe to toe with Sergey Pavlovich. Whether it was to his benefit or not, he did it. Went toe to toe with Derek Lewis. Went toe to toe with Greg Hardy, Augusto Sakai, like Stephen Strew. He has no fear. This kid will literally stand in there and bang with anybody. And then when your sparring partner was Mark Hunt. <laughs> yeah, man. Met Jesus. Yeah. Oh man. I'm gonna try to find that clip right after this. Um and then on the other side you got Alexander Volkov who has this um Drop. you know this long kickboxing history behind him. And then he's like like Alexander Volkov is like a motherfucker out of movie. Yeah. Like he's like a made up character. He's like he's like Dolph a longer and stunt it, I was just about to say he's somebody like he's somebody Dolph Lundgren would have played in the eighties. <laughs> six foot seven. You know what's crazy? What's up? He's my age, and he looks like he's forty five. Yeah, six foot seven. Uh, kickboxing world champion knows how to use his length and his range, and also now apparently can fucking <laughs> wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> and has jujitsu in his bag as well. He wasn't a problem before. <laughs> so, the first thing that we see uh, last night with this fight is uh, Tai Tuivasa is having a hard time breaking that distance. Mm-hmm. That's expected. Um, and unfortunately, I think, and this is just in my opinion, I think what Ty should have worked on more instead of his head movement probably should have been explosiveness mm. the and and I mean explosiveness in his feet and not necessarily in his upper body uh so that no, I know he could have getting probably, in, getting out yeah yeah so he could have been able to cut that distance a little bit better because uh he wasn't really able to to cut any distance uh when he was trying to get in on uh, Alexander Volkov, and whenever he would actually close that distance, he was punished with wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, TJ, you can certainly speak to this much better than I can, but, um, you know, when you have a, a situation where there's a guy that's that as tall as Alexander Volkov is, and he knows how to use his length, you know, doing jujitsu with a guy like that, I imagine would be a nightmare. Well, it's especially like if he's on top of you, and then he's like grapevining his legs, so you can't even really shrimp out or escape, right? Like, yeah, yeah please go and in, go into a to, break down the grappling. To Drago's credit, the thing that I thought was impressive was he he put Tuivasa in a dilemma. It was either, and and the first one is going to be uh, with an asterisk, right? It's either you stay in mount and I ground and pound you with an asterisk because what ended up happening was something slightly different right or you start turning away give me your back hop on it and i try to choke you which we did see uh back take rear naked choke attempt but tuivasa ended up reverting back to mount because he thought that was a better option 
So what ended up happening was uh, Drago ended up kind of inching them out higher, uh, getting his chest basically into Ivasa's face, and he got what is known as an Ezekiel choke. Now, an Ezekiel choke, the simplest way to think about it is a rear naked choke, but you're facing the dude you're rear naked choking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like your, your non-choke arm is this time behind their neck. Your choke arm is facing them underneath their chin. And to be fair, the choking mechanics are more similar to a guillotine than an actual guillotine choke. Um, and the reason why this is probably like super effective is because again, Alexander Volkov is six seven heavyweight rehydration, definitely over 260, 265, right? He's dropped, he's got his chest lined up with his choke arm, and he's just gradually using gravity and his weight to choke Tuivasa out, and that's how he got that tap. Um what I would have liked to see from Tuivasa, and I didn't even think about the point you had made, Matt, because that, that was a very good call in terms of him being able to bridge the gap. I would have also seen, I would have also liked to have seen him train his jiu-jitsu more, because here's the thing. He wasn't even really able to establish a shrimp or at least free up one of his legs from the entanglement that Drago was putting him in. So he could at least, you know, all right, maybe if he can't get back up to his feet, maybe get him in a closed guard you know, tie up his upper body and stop the situation from getting worse, right? And eventually find a pathway to bringing it back up to the feet again. But I think he, he just, just believed that it was just going to be a stand-up fight. I mean, right. you can, there's footage of him even saying that. That's what he thought. He was right. just like, yeah, this is, you know, he's a stand-up guy. I'm a stand-up guy. But, but it's, uh, what have you also said in the past? This is MMA. Yeah, man. Right? Uh, this is MMA. And I, I, you want to hear my Alexander Drago Volkov impress, impression? Absolutely. Gee whiz, I, I sure wish I could show off some of my grappling and jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Everyone knows me for my karate and my my stand-up, but uh, no one seems to, to to want to see my grappling skills. I sure hope I get an opportunity against Suibasa. I sure hope I get to use it. <laughs> Sure would be, sure would be nice. No, nah, but he wanted. That's what he was hoping for, and he fucking got that wish granted, bro. Uh, I guess other heavyweights be warned, but then again, the other heavyweights are like Tom Aspinall, and fucking Cyril Gaon. So it's like they're like, oh, you can grapple too. That's crazy. Hey, Alexander Volkov <laughs> grappling is like Curtis Blades would like a word with you, sir. Curtis Blades would like to speak with you right this minute. <laughs> uh, all right, with that. Take us in our, our main event, brother. I mean, do I have to? All right. Uh, you do. Uh, damn. Adesanya versus Strickland. Middleweight title bout. Uh, Israel Adesanya, the style bender, and Sean Strickland, the controversy in human form. Um, all right, leaving personal feelings aside. No, I'm gonna address this. This was not, I did not, I didn't envision this. Uh, spoiler alert Israel Adesanya lost a unanimous decision that was a Clear dominant performance. It was no one's gonna dispute that he lost. Uh, Sean Strickland had him on his back foot the entire fight in round one. Sean Strickland beamed him with a right hand uh, up against the fence that sent Israel's chin spinning 
and put him on his butt. Uh, Mark Goddard, thankfully, gave Israel a chance to get back up and fight back. And part of me was also wondering if Mark Goddard was like, you know what? He's throwing a lot of uppercuts right now. I don't want any piece of that. I'd like to be able to go home to my family eventually. <laughs> Maybe, you know, you said hang out Mark Goddard ain't want to catch a straight. <laughs> yeah, bro. Because <laughs> I don't know if you felt this way, but it looked like Strickland was like Loki on autopilot. And I'm not saying it's like some Khalil Roundtree energy, but it was something similar where it's like, oh, he is not stopping. <laughs> like he's just going and going. If I were Mark Goddard, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to let Israel get back up to the suite and also keep my distance. But um, joking aside, it was, bro, I didn't expect, I just didn't expect this. Cause I'm like, all right, Israel, in my head, I'm thinking like, all right, Israel's going to do something. He's going to use feints. He's going to find the distance. He's going to be elusive. But all Sean Strickland did was incorporate his Philly shell, walk him down be very measured and patient with his shots. And he was doing a, I hate to say it, he was doing a really good job with his Philly shell of making Israel miss or making Israel's punches deflect off of a non-significant target area. Uh, it, I mean, they call Israel the style bender. Well, he ironed out the style bending. I mean, he ironed him out, he, man. He he, he, he crushed him with that straight right hand in that first round. That shit was crazy. It was yeah. A, hey, I thought it, I thought it was over. Side, it was crisp. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was over. Was I thought he stopped him. Yeah, I honestly thought it was over. And I was like, oh, damn. Uh, and to be fair too, if Mark Goddard had stopped it, I don't think it would have been a bad stoppage. I wouldn't have been mad. Um, I mean, I ain't bet no money, so uh, I'm so glad I'm not a betting man. I would have lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go dude. I don't have anything to add. I'm just like, I'm still in shock. Yeah, man. I, I shit. I was stunned. I mean, listen, personal feelings aside, uh, no matter how anybody may or may not feel about Sean Strickland, a motherfucker can fight. Hmm. And there's zero question in that. Hmm. Like zero question in that. That dude can fight. Um, it's been, I mean, it's proven in in all of his performances that up until this one, up into up into this this performance, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you also, I feel like you got to look at the fact that he did lose to Alex Bahia. He did train with Alex Bahia. That I also thought was like. I can respect that. Listen to listen to this, bro. You're not you're not even finna understand me on the point I'm finna make. <laughs> he trained with Alex Pahea and Michelle Pahea. Excuse me. He was training with both of them. He had Michelle Pahea in the gym to help him. I'm I'm assuming to help him mimic Israel. Hmm. And again, we already know, like, there's evidence of it. Like, he trained with Alex. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I feel like he put the right put the right game plan together, put the right camp together. It was just crazy to see him just be able to it down. so aggressively 
basically stump, not even just walk Israel down, stump them down. Yeah. I'm right fucking here. Like, fuck. Yeah. I like, get them off you, Israel shit. I look, I knew it was a rap when he was talking to Eugene Berman. He's like, I can't find my jab. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I even texted you guys. I was like, I I don't think Israel's got this one, and it I did not feel bad, great. I did not feel, feel great texting early. that. Yeah, it didn't feel good early on, man. Because again, we've seen Izzy come back from adversity. I was honestly waiting for him to like throw his hip punch that apparently is like so fucking powerful. But yeah, I mean, if you can't find your range, right, you can't set up anything. I would argue that that probably was a big part of it is that he probably couldn't find his range. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe that was a, a piece. And, you know, we all, anybody who's done any even portion of combat sports can tell you not having your range is really That's not a problem. the place you want to be, man. Yeah. It's like trying to fight with shackles on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that there's probably going to be an immediate rematch um, but it's interesting to see what this does to the landscape of middleweight I, Bobby Knuckles tweeted hey, there's some movement in middleweight I was like oh yeah I know what you're on dog trying to get that belt back uh, yeah. Bobby Knuckles like alright cool 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 Izzy's gone bad <laughs> like, yeah I'm not mad at him yeah I know uh, but then there's still the question of Drickus Duplessis, right? Like, uh, what's that yeah. looking like? But well, the last the last thing I saw, Uncle Uncle Dana doesn't seem he doesn't seem too enthused about the prospect of giving it to Drickus uh, Duplessis anymore. That mm. doesn't seem like that's too high on the priority list for him anymore. Right. He's like, I need to. Get Izzy reinstated immediately. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I mean, okay. For what it's worth, good card. First, first two fights were crazy. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. What was your favorite fight on the card? Let's listen to uh, something positive. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I like the Junior Taffa. I just like Junior Taffa. He's just like Justin. Just old, Justin. He, I mean Justin Taffa. I'm sorry. God damn it! You see there? Did these damn brothers? <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Same division too. It's like what the fuck. Uh, but I just, I really, I really love. It's just he he fights a very uh, TV friendly style, and it's mm. still you know truth truth be told at this point in the game it's really a, a throwback. He fights a real throwback kind of style. I mean, who am I to say how throwback his style is? For all I know, that motherfucker could probably wrestle his ass off. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. I'm oftentimes, saying. like they just they just happen to catch people like one of the things they're good at, but it's not necessarily the whole game, right? Yeah, like, like we just saw with Volkov. It's like no, he he's been working on his wrestling grab. He just hasn't had a chance to show it because his hands have been doing the talking, right? So yeah, it's just like I just like those those uh. Those Sydney dudes, because they just like, oh, he's a regular guy. Go, <laughs> Go have a beer. 
Like, what are you talking? Yeah. Like, that's a really so, good impression. It's so regular to them to just disconnect somebody from from, <laughs> from the from conscious plane. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. Just disconnect somebody from themselves and then go have a beer. And it's like, you knock him out. He knocks me out. Go if I can think him, I can sink him. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 well, I, yeah, he knocked me out, but you know, I'm, I'll drink him tonight. Like, should you be drinking tonight after what just happened? Like, uh, anyway, <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. What was your, uh, what was your favorite fight? Uh, probably Tyson Pedro versus uh, 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 Anton Turkali. Uh, only because of that fucking knockout celebration. That shit was tight. Like, it was clean. It was tight. The fucking katana. He's out here making me think, like, oh, he must have really practiced kendo or something. Um, that shit was It clean. looked that good. Yeah. That shit was clean, bro. Um, and, like, also, way to open a main card. Like you can you couldn't ask for a, a, Bro, a better yeah. way to That's open up the, the main card. That's the type of shit that when like when Dana put you on a pay per view, he'd be like, "Yeah, you could go ahead and be on this bitch. Like it's cool." Yeah. yeah. Uh, he I, always deliver, man. Hey, them New Zealand boys always show up. They don't mess around, dog. New Zealand, Sydney, everybody from that area, Australia. I'm not you listen, man. I'm I'm not sure how y'all political lines or geographic lines are drawn, but everybody in that area, y'all be coming with the fire. Yeah. Uh shit. Go to with, Hawaiians in there too. Oh shit, yeah. They're cousins. Um uh next week on the MMA tip, we got okay. I, I talked about this with the fellas in the chat. I think it's disrespectful that this is a fight night and not a pay-per-view. Uh it's Grasso versus Shevchenko too, which on paper, just that main event is going to be crazy. But then, without it even being a fight night, just look at how stacked the card is. I mean, the co-main is Kevin Holland versus Jack <laughs> Della Maddalena. Raul Jr. Versus, Jr. versus Terrence Mitchell, right? Daniel Zaluba versus Christos Chiagos. I feel like we've covered Christos's fights before. I know we've covered Kyle Nelson, and I feel like we've covered Fernando Padilla's debut. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think we covered his debut. Hold on. Am I tripping? Let me double check and look at his fighter history. We did versus Arosa. He knocked him out. That was back in uh April of this past year. We did cover this. Um yeah, yeah. Uh anything on the boxing side, Matt? No, uh, we got one more week and then we got uh Canelo. Yeah, Canelo Jermel. versus uh, Charlo. Which, which Charlo is Canelo? Is it Jermel? Is or is it Jermal? How did Jermel. the parents name them? Hey, listen. <sighs> I tell this story all the time. Yeah, they're One letter difference. One letter difference, bro. I tell the story all the time. I get Jermel Jamal. One letter difference. But even even to me, to this day, the pettiest thing was I went to high school with a pair of twins. 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 Okay? Nathan and Nathaniel. Are you kidding me? Twin brothers, Nathan and Nathaniel. That's that's just lazy. You're evil. 
I don't mean no disrespect to them. They was so yo, they was like the coolest people. I, uh, they both was like in band. I think one of them played the saxophone or some shit. But like, they was super cool, super super cool. But like, bro, nah. David and Nathaniel twins. That's just come on, dog. <sighs> All right. Anyway, take us out of here, my guy. Well, we appreciate you guys for rocking with us. This has been another episode of the Now Mind You Podcast Combat Edition. Uh, you can follow all of us on social media. You can follow me at Matt Hambrick. That's M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C-T-J. You can find me on Instagram at Tusk4Skate. That's T-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. And you can find Bryce on Instagram at Ashe Onta. That's A-X-E underscore O-N-C-A. Bay, bay. And you can find us at Now Mind You Podcast, wherever you like to get your podcast and wherever you like to get your social media. We are everywhere. We are also on YouTube too. So be sure to look us up. If you know people that don't want to get on the podcast and platforms for whatever reason or they're just being weird, get on YouTube. And if you're one of those people that had to do it on YouTube because you felt like going on a podcast app was weird, I'm talking about you. Do something about it. All right, we see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.